This podcast was created as part of the Podcast Lab by India Film Project in association with Anchor by Spotify. Welcome back to a brand new episode of What's the Hype with Perfunctory. This is your host Ravdeep Anand. All right, I've got to admit that I've been a little behind with the consistency of the podcast and the newsletter. But guys, the shaadi season was upon us, which actually was quite busy for me this year. But now that we're back, we'll try to pick up the pace once again. December is kind of like the holiday month of the year, no? Just can't seem to get anything done, and plus it's so cold that the productivity just goes down a few notches. Before I forget, did you guys catch the Abu Dhabi GP this weekend? The race was won for the books, controversial at the beginning, still controversial at the end. As you might know, Max Verstappen won, who I had been supporting the entire season, so I'm very happy about it. It was a great season for him, and this seemed to be the best chance for him to win, especially considering the new regulations coming in next year. But there was an air of controversy due to how the race ended. Lewis fans would always say that it was unfair, but if Lewis won, Max's fans would have said that the first lap advantage which Lewis got was unfair. Although one thing we should definitely take away from this is that you've got to be in the race till the end. It is not over till it's over. Max could have easily given up thinking he would never overtake Lewis, whose pace was insane. But miracles do happen, and you've got to be prepared for them. Okay, that's enough about this. Let's jump to today's topic. Did you hear about the DAO that tried to buy a rare copy of the US Constitution a few weeks back? Although they got outbid by Citadel CEO in the auction, but the way that they managed to raise 40 million dollars was commendable and showed us all the power of community and Twitter. But what exactly is a DAO and why do we see everyone talking about it these days? That brings me to the question, what's the hype with DAOs? First, let's discuss what is a DAO or a DAO. When you look at digital currencies, one feature that stands out is that they are decentralized. Decentralized means that they're not controlled by a single institution like the government or a central bank. So how do they work then? The control is divided among a variety of computers, networks and nodes. This decentralized status is used to achieve levels of privacy and security that standard currencies might never reach. This decentralization of currencies inspired a group of developers with an idea for a decentralized autonomous organization or the more popular term DAO in 2016. We will discuss more about the original DAO in the next episode of the podcast. Coming back to the topic, DAOs are internet native businesses that are collectively owned and managed by its members. The treasuries are built in that no one has the authority to access without the approval of the group. Decisions are governed by proposals and fair voting to ensure everyone in the organization has a voice. So how do DAOs work? DAOs are built on the backs of a smart contract that acts as its foundation. This smart contract defines the rules of the organization and also holds the treasury of the DAO. Once this smart contract is live on the blockchain, no single member or outsider can change the rules of the contract except by a vote from the entire organization. Since the treasury is also defined by the smart contract this means no member can spend the money without the entire group's approval the group makes decisions collectively and payments are also authorized automatically when the vote passes that brings us to the question how does one know if the smart contract has not been tampered with 
Because the code becomes public once it goes on the blockchain, it cannot be changed without other people noticing it. Now that we know what DAOs are and how they work, let's ponder a bit on why do we need DAOs. DAOs being a part of the internet have a few advantages over traditional organizations. As organizations move to the digital front, there needs to be a mechanism to facilitate easy and efficient working. DAOs do address these mechanisms or at least try to address them with new offerings. One significant advantage is that in DAOs, you need to trust the code more than you trust the people working with you in the organization. A traditional organization, on the other hand, requires a lot of trust in and amongst the people who are working there. Another one is that a DAO has no hierarchical structure, yet it can still accomplish tasks and grow while being controlled by stakeholders via its native token. These stakeholders might be situated in the remotest parts of the world and still be working together towards a common goal. That is something that even traditional organizations are facing difficulty with in the post-COVID era. Also, by allowing investors to pool funds, DAOs also give its members a chance to invest in early-stage startups and decentralized projects while sharing the risk or any profits that may come out of it. These are some of the few use cases that I believe are important to understand the need of DAOs and how they replace traditional structures. Now let's quickly discuss how DAOs and traditional organizations are different from each other. In a DAO, you have a flat hierarchy. It's democratized through voting. Voting is required by members for changes to be made. After the vote, the outcome is implemented automatically without any manual input. Activity is transparent and public. In a traditional organization, it's a hierarchical structure. It thrives on structure and form. Changes can be made by one person or select group of individuals. Votes are counted internally and outcome is manually implemented. Activity is private and not fully open to the public. Now, since we've already covered the basics of what DAOs are, how do DAOs work? Why do we need DAOs? And what is the difference between a DAO and a traditional organization? I think we'll keep this episode short and tackle the more complicated parts in the next episode. We will be talking about how to join a DAO, different membership types in a DAO, disadvantages or shortcomings, and also talk about how it all started with the DAO back in 2016. I will also keep the hype verdict reserved for the next episode as well. But if you follow me on Twitter or also read the newsletter, you know how much I like the concept of DAOs, and I'm very excited to see where this will go. The next episode should be out in a couple of days, so keep a lookout for that. What is your first thought about DAOs? Do you think this concept has legs to replace traditional organizations? Do write to me on Instagram, Twitter or email and I'll be more than happy to discuss this with you. If you're still here, thank you so much for giving me your time and listening to this episode. You can sign up for Perfunctory's newsletter with the link in the description. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at perfunctory.club. Do follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to get regular updates. Thank you and always remember, you are special, you are loved and you matter. See you in the next one.